people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. Hey, this is America welcome, Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to, America welcome to my radio. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Um, once again, we're talking to Dr. Paul Alexander on And um, you know that my um, talk show is podcast next day. You can get it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, etc. And um, I want to give thanks to Malcolm here once again for this forum because we're in, a, we're in a, a desperate situation where we thought that after three years, two months or so, this would be done, but no. These tyrants and our demons and devils with this COVID fraud pandemic, fraud mRNA technology vaccine, they're doubling down. And many of them are trying to run to the hills, but we can't let them escape. But they're going to try more and they're doing more. So we need to be at the tip of despair and we need you. We need you to keep listening and to keep sharing and to also give your feedback because really and truly the public has em- emerged as probably the most educated, critical thinking entity in this whole situation. So um, I'm very grateful to the public. I'm very honored, general public, how gracious they have been, how well-informed, how much they read. They even are more knowledgeable on COVID and the fraud of it than actual doctors and scientists. So I wanted to talk about a range of issues because that's how I'm running my podcast now. Sometimes I may talk about one issue and focus on it. But there's so many things going on all, all at once. This issue with chat G, GPT, I'm not sure. This artificial intelligence situation where they are saying that they created these software programs now that, are, that can write in such a way that could almost perfectly write as though you were writing the paper. And um, I've been arguing with people recently that that's not so. Can't be so because... The system cannot capture the emotions. I, I imagine, I imagine if it's just a rote document that you're writing with a bunch of facts, it may. But I don't think artificial intelligence will ever replace human interaction and human the capacity from human beings. I think this is just garbage, to be quite honest with you. I see that it's taking space. Artificial intelligence in terms of automating a restaurant and stuff. But if you're trying to tell me that you're going to convert human beings into humanoids and all this, I don't buy none of that. Um, uh, Some researcher recently wrote um, on uh, AFP in France that in Barons, that artificial intelligence poses extinction for the human race, says experts. And... um, that this is a great, one of the greatest threats that we face. But uh, I don't buy it. You know, um, one thing that would happen for sure is there are going to be massive job losses. So all of you people behind this should understand that. Uh, I wanted to touch base too on the issue with um, the Ukraine. This war between Ukraine and Russia that the United States has been integral and in in uh, fomenting and 
propping up and backing. It's a desperate situation right now and deadly. And uh, I was reading something on Drudge that the kamikaze type Jones hit Moscow. Look, this is my view. Putin is not my friend. I don't like Putin, but I greatly respect him and admire him. You may not like what I just said. Because he's loved by the majority of his country. We don't have a political leader in America that has the support that he has. And that's a fact. They may want to pretend, but they don't. And the reality about it is that, um, the reality about it is that we are careening towards World War III. Courtesy of the Biden administration, and those State Department frat boys and girls, the neocons and neolibs in the government. We created this problem at NATO. We created the expansion threat that Putin reacted to. Now this is a deadly situation. And again, we have to be thankful that Putin has been patient because maybe another dictator, another tyrant, they might have dropped nuclear bombs already. And that's where we're going. And I was stunned. I grew very concerned when we found out that about 14 to 15, I think that's the number, subject to correction, kind of special forces operators belonging to the United States government were in the Ukraine of supporting them. America made the biggest mistake joining that. That fever is for Ukraine to sweat for, not for Americans. Do not shed our blood and treasure over that. I wanted to talk about a, a story that came out this morning about over 40 teenagers jumped, a couple of Marines walking on the beach in California and beat them up badly. jump them behind and just beat them, kick them, punch. My view, they should have been shot, all of them. I don't care if you use the word teenager. Problem is they're gonna get a slap on the wrist. They may not even see jail time or ju juvie hall or anything. These are thug criminal rapists in the future, thieves. These are not good people. I don't care what you try to tell me. This herd mentality, this bully mentality that over 40 of you jumped on to a couple of Marines and beat them terribly. It's like a Memorial Day beat down. And part of what now looks like a war zone. So I take a very hard stance on law and order and crime and punishment. I believe if you commit crime, you should be punished, period. Uh, what I wanted to talk about now, you know, as we still focus on this COVID issue, is uh, one of um, several studies that are coming out. You know, one of them has to do with the um, collapsing. Well, I think, let me back it up. We have this phenomenon right now 
that has emerged globally, and it has to do with suicide, and, and suicide as is linked to COVID and the vaccine. What we are seeing is that for some people, the vaccine appears to work well. I would argue for now that certain poison pills, et cetera, have been set in place. It's not going to be a good outcome. But what we are seeing, though, is in Italy, parts of America, et cetera, now we know in the Caribbean, that persons who've taken the gene shot and got ill and side effects, even serious ones, they, um, they can't... They're not, uh, they can't get the proper care. They can't get things fully reversed. So what they're doing is um, they're talking about, uh, when you listen to their conversations, it's really drastic. And um, they, are, they are committing suicide. And what we have right now is reports in Italy, um, in the Caribbean, in certain countries in the world where Persons who had the COVID have taken their lives suddenly. And some of them have made, have made tapes of uh, what's happening in their lives in terms of all of the, um, the side effects and their lives can't go on. Many of them are high-functioning individuals, high-level athletes, high-level in society, but they, but they can't go on. They decided that they can't, and they, they committed suicide. There was... Um, a, a spate of swimmers all of a sudden who committed suicide. And, uh, well, principally, they collapsed and they suddenly died, but some of them have committed suicide having taken the mRNA shot. And um, one of them, interestingly, was a swimmer from Italy. Uh, his name is Claudio Reis, R-A-I-S, Claudio Reis. And he was driven to suicide by after he took the Moderna uh, the Moderna booster. And um, it was a very sad situation because he went on to the uh, to Twitter, to the internet, to um to try to explain what he's been going through. You know, like he used terms like this on Twitter: "Quote: I am scared. I can't find a cure." Even though, unfortunately, I think there won't be much to do. Hope is the last to die, but even dignity cannot be trampled on. So please, put one hand on your conscience and the other on your heart. And since you can't understand what really happened, para to me, that I have lived and I'm experiencing, at least have the common sense not to judge. Close quote. So the reality about it is that we are seeing a situation where many people um, who've taken the shot are committing suicide. And it's a terrible, terrible situation now. And um, I wanted to draw that to your attention. You're going to see me writing a lot about it in my, in my blog, Alexander COVID News, my substack. It's Alexander COVID news because I think this is a big issue. Once you're talking about people committing suicide, the news and the government is going to pay attention. Um, I wanted to talk about a substack that I wrote. It has to do with this avian flu, H5N1, that the WHO is warning us about. And I and I wrote a substack basically saying that um, 
taking the present flu shot. So those elderly among us, principally, who take the flu shot, they will develop antibodies to the flu strains. I believe there are four in that vaccine. But it will leave you at severe risk. Um, for severe illness from these 5 n one avian flu that WHO sees expanding. Why? Well, look, you know I'm a student of Good Band and Bosch. But, and, but I'm heavily trained now in virology, immunology, vaccinology, etc. And the reality is that um, uh, if we take the present flu shot, and we know today that the annual flu shot doesn't work, it's about 8% to 10% vaccine effective. Then the induced vaccinal antibodies to that flu shot will be to the strain contained in the flu vaccine. And you know it's based on prior years modeling, etc. This means that if the avian flu uh, that you're exposed to, the recall antibodies. So if you, if you got exposed to the avian after you took the flu shot, then the recall antibodies would be those induced for the flu shot by immune imprinting, fixation, prejudice, etc. Original antigenic sin. I know I've covered that explicitly before. So there's a mismatch between the recall antibodies, which they are to the flu, and the H5N1 avian flu. How are we very susceptible to more virulent H5N1 flu, as the flu vaccinal antibodies will not be able to sterilize or neutralize the avian virus antigens. You can become severely ill and even die. So that was the reason for me choosing to, uh, to write that substack. It was a kind of a warning uh, to persons what, um, what potentially can happen. And um, there's several other key stories and situations that I wanted to touch base on. I may run out of time in this segment, but I think um, I think um, uh, so far I'm touching on the issues that I think have been very important. Um, I read this this paper on the COVID shutdown and school closures. They not only did more harm than good, but at the detrimental impacts where we felt for a generation or more. Our children lose substantial life earnings. So these models looked at children eight, nine, ten, all of those years who were locked down for the three years of COVID. And they found on average, I mean staggering numbers like five to seven percent loss in earning, et cetera, et cetera, over the lifetime. Uh, that substack again in Alexander COVID News is very uh I find it very informative. And um, you should take a look. Well, I know we are coming to the end of this segment. And I wanted to remind you that uh, we are very fortunate that Maltok from America Out Loud has, um, has stood up and he cuts against the green. He stands against the routine philosophy and um, he does his own thing. And he's running this kind of almost freedom, America loving network. And persons like myself have been allowed on. And I want to thank him. I want us to, I want to say it openly. You know, if you guys could dig 
dig into your heart and find a way to support Malcolm and your miracle of love. And um, <clears throat> what I wanted to discuss as we close this segment is that, um, you know, we have very good uh, research from Liu et al, from Shrestha et al, you know, that, that have been very, very profound in the sense that um, when you structure's paper, you could clearly see and document and articulate a dose-response relationship. Um, it's very important because what that relationship is showing you is that the more vaccine you took, the more likely you're going to be infected, and you will. And in fact, the best vaccine situation was zero vaccine, so basically that you weren't vaccinated. So I think there's a misconception out there that this was vaccinated of the, this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. When folk like me always knew this remains a pandemic of the vaccinated population. I want to say thank you. Please follow my blog, Alexander COVID News, and my book, Presidential Takedown. Thank you. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the second segment of uh, America Out Loud, the Liberty Hour by Dr. Paul Alexander. And once again, I want to give thanks to Malcolm for making this happen, for giving a platform to McCullough, Reach, myself, etc. And uh, we have a lot of issues to discuss. And uh, one of them has to do with, um, uh, there's a story that's right now in the media about an eight-year-old girl who was under US border patrol custody and she died. She suffered a, a, medical, a, a medical emergency. And the question is, um, did she take the Curico Malone Weissman mRNA technology-based injection? And the reason, the reason why I'm asking that question is because 
um, what we're seeing right now is the Biden administration uh, made it mandatory, new policy for persons coming in um, on the southern border, that the border patrol could uh, mandate and impose the vaccine on those coming in. So the question is, this, um, this nine-year-old died suddenly. And it's almost impossible for you to, to for, for an eight-year-old, it's almost impossible for an eight-year-old to, um, to die uh, like that. So I think um, this should be looked into to find out what is the link between the COVID vaccine at the border and these deaths that we're finding. And um, it is very, very critical. Um, another issue that I want to talk about again is to go back to something I said in the prior segment. You know, there are a lot of uh, very distressful stories that we're dealing with in the media still surrounding COVID. A lot of it to do with loss of freedoms and the tyranny and uh, loss of liberties, etc. You know, you have to remember that all governments, whether at a city level, provincial level, and a federal level, they all will seek to take power. All governments will try to accrue as much power from the population as possible. When they accrue that power, they will maximally abuse you and, and maximally abuse the power. And they will never give it back to you. There, there's few, if any, instances where a government took power and gave it back to the people. You actually need to legislate this, litigate it, or litigate it, and take 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 them to the polls for you to get your power back. And um, it's almost impossible. And that's the issue. Um, something else I wanted to talk about is uh, we have um, a lot of stories about people, young people, still dying on the field. And there's this recent story of a 28-year-old Luton, Luton Town football captain, Tom Lockyer, who collapsed the field in a championship playoff final in Coventry City on Saturday. So the question again is, is it the Malone Carrico wise Monetal? You know, you have to include people like Bula and Bansal and Sahin, etc. Is it a dare mRNA technology-based gene injection? causing these sudden deaths, these collapses? I think yes. And I think this is where the discussion has to be. And, um, you know, it's a very, uh, it's a very um, sorrowful situation. And um, I think that we cannot, um, we cannot discount it. And um, another story I want to touch base is this one where the U.S. Marshals um, have somehow located 225 missing kids, children in America. And I put this out on my blog, my substack, Alexander COVID News, because I thought this was a really good feel-good story and it needed to be showcased and to thank them. These are heroes to us. Uh, as I'm saying that, though, I want to also, um, don't forget, remember yesterday was Memorial Day. We can't forget the lives lost our soldiers, veterans, etc., the best among us. We have to praise them. I wanted to go back to something that I, I think it's an important issue. 
that um, that when you vaccinate a pregnant woman, when a pregnant woman takes a vaccine, you're really vaccinating the child in utero. In other words, in your need. Because remember what the mother ingests crosses the placenta barrier, as well as in breast milk. And we are seeing evidence that the vaccine, subunits, mRNA, et cetera, spike is turning up in the breast milk. So we know that there's transfer. And we also know that there's transfer um, uh, via the placenta. And, and this is an important consideration because my argument is, and I've written this substack, is that when you vaccinate the, the mother, you're really vaccinated, vaccinating the child. And right now, these COVID vaccines, the antibodies from them, they're causing, well, first of all, the antibodies are suboptimal, so it's causing selection pressure and driving the emergence of variants. But the spike protein itself, you know, the, the body and the immune system attacks the cells that present the spike on the cell surface. So there's a lot of trauma and a lot of destruction. And uh, the question is, are infants in utero, neonates, facing the same challenge? The but um, you need to be passively immunized. You know, active immunity is when you yourself conduct the action. So you took the vaccine yourself. Passive immunity happens when it is technically uh, transmitted to you or relayed to you, etc., via another entity. In this case, are the neonates being passively immunized? You know, and um, the, 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 the concern that we've had, Bandon Bosch and myself, Ploof, um, other um, immunologists, virologists, is that you have to remember something that why children would be at risk is because the, um, the, uh, the vaccinal antibodies, the antibodies induced from the vaccine are highly specific, highly targeted to the antigen. So in this case, it's spike protein, and particularly the binding site, the receptor binding domain, the N-terminal domain, et cetera, on the spike. That's a site that interfaces with the ACE2 receptor to gain entry into the cell. And the, 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 the challenge that we're having is that um, the vaccine-induced antibodies are very specific towards the spike. The innate antibodies in, in, in the, of the immune system, the first line of defense in infants and kids and young children, is broadly naive and it offers protection, but it does not have the specific specificity uh, as uh, it doesn't have that sort of uh, specificity as the uh, the uh, vaccine induced antibodies and so and so what I'm saying is that um, if you vaccinate the children uh, if you vaccinate the mother what in effect you're doing is you are potentially leaving the infant in unit exposed to those vaccinal antibodies the vaccinal antibodies in the baby will outcompete and sideline and suppress the innate antibodies in children. And those innate antibodies are key. There's a particular window of opportunity as the maternal antibodies win, in which the innate antibodies could, uh, could educate itself by binding to viruses, could educate itself and also the natural killer cells as part of the innate immune system on how to recognize pathogen confronted with now and how to recognize pathogen. That's other glycosylated viruses 
that the infant or the young person would confront in the future. And uh, also a key issue is the distinction between self and non-self. That's the basis for autoimmune disorder and disease. So it's very important that the child understands what belongs to self or what belongs and what is non-self, what does not belong to the child. So the child's immune system and body does not attack any, um, any tissue, any organs, etc. That, uh, that, that belongs to it. Um, if it does not belong to it, and that's where the training by the natural killer cells of the innate immune system comes in. And remember, this training happens when the innate antibodies that children come with, remember, it's broadly protective, um, low affinity. Um, the job of the innate antibodies as the child navigates the environment is to bind to viruses, other glycosylated viruses, rotavirus, measles, mumps, rubella, etc. So you're educating the, the, the immune system. And um, the problem is then that in the company of the vaccine-induced antibodies, the vaccine-induced antibodies will outcompete the innate antibodies for the binding site, and the innate antibodies will not be able to bind. Vaccine-induced antibodies would. And um, that is a problem because the vaccine-induced antibodies have shown themselves to be to, to, uh, to be ineffective and actually um, promoting harm. So uh, that is the issue. And I wanted to, um, to raise that issue here again um, for you to understand the situation. And um, there are a couple of other very important stories that I wanted to uh, to touch base. You know, we have this situation with um, with the, uh, the elections that's coming up and um, and uh, DeSantis and Trump and uh, Robert Kennedy. So I wanted to step up at the 50,000 foot level to say, look, I'm, um, I remain on the Trump train. I'm a huge supporter of President Trump and I'm going to stop. You know, I do have reservations and I'm angered by the pandemic response in terms of the fraud pandemic and uh, the lockdowns, et cetera, that hurt and killed people. You know, I'm, I'm very disturbed about that. And principally about these fraud mRNA technology gene injections. So in, in, in February of 2020, President Trump was unstoppable and he was going to win close to 400 electoral votes landslide. But what happened? Around July, August, when we were doing internal polls, we saw that he was hurt. He was hurt by the lockdowns and school closures. And his people told him that. His supporters told him they, were hurt. they weren't going to vote for anybody else. But, but they were very angered by, by what happened with, with the uh, lockdowns and then the vaccine. So um, I think it's an important thing to recognize that this is my view here, that uh, Ron DeSantis might be a good guy, but he needs to step back, come again in 2028, you know, allow Trump to fix all of the madness in, in, uh, in, uh, in the government, across government. And then, and then uh, you know, maybe, um, maybe showcase DeSantis and give him his blessings, etc. Right now, I think the best person for the United States um, is President Trump. He knows where everything is. He doesn't need a learning curve. DeSantis would need one, etc. So 
So these are important considerations because, um, you know, now you have Kennedy in the mix. And what do I have to say about Kennedy? Well, what I have to say about Kennedy is I think that um, him joining the fight right now, look, Kennedy is a liberal, you know, and I believe he's against guns, he's for environmental controls, etc. And I am averse to those things. So I can't vote for him. And he, but he's on one issue that aligns with me and, and we look at very favorably, which is the issue of, um, of the vaccines. He's, he's not a, I wouldn't say he's a classic anti-vaxxer. He's just, um, he's very angry about these COVID vaccines and the ill health and how they were brought out. So that's the issue. And um, I think the scientists coming in is a kind of a triangulation in a sense, in, in, in the sense that um, in the sense that if by Trump or whomever were getting the nominations from either party, decided that um, they're not going to deal with the lockdown, we're going to see and the deaths and all these quick closures. They're not going to have to deal with the, with the, uh, with the uh, you know, they, um, they're not going to have to deal with it. And uh, the reality about it is that um, Trump, with a, with, a, with a Kennedy in the race, he forces Trump to the center in the sense that the center of the stage to take control and actually deal with the lockdown lunacy, deal with the vaccine fraud and the harms. And like I had written the substack saying that President Trump, once he's reelected, which I think he will be, he needs to do four things in the first hour. One, he needs to reverse the liability protection that Alex Cesar gave those vaccine developers and they enjoyed across over three years. Well, two years for the vaccine. But I'm talking about liability protection against the effects of the lockdowns, the school closures, the business closures, everything, the mass mandates. So we need the ability to take them into court to sue. And um, I think it's an important thing. That, that should be the first thing that President Trump should do. He has to reverse liability protection that was set up by ESR under the PREP Act. That's number one. Number two. He needs to also turn towards the government and, and set up a massive federal fund. This is one time that I support the government probably setting this up. A victim compensation fund where people are given money for all of their losses, their pain, their suffering, etc. And it's not just for select few, but be for anyone in the population. You know, these are the things that he has to do. He also has to pledge to disband the CDC bears database, the vaccine adverse event database, because it's basically junk and garbage and crap. I know it, I've worked with it. Um, uh, input in equals input out. So depending on what you asked of it, it would or would not have worked. So um, at the end of the day, I think President Trump is the best person and best position, doesn't need a learning curve, and with the anger and the vengeance for what they have done him, even after he came out of government, he should make it his priority to go and visit where they live and visit them. So I wanna um I wanna um I wanted to say that I'm on the Trump train. I think Trump is gonna win. I think the Santos needs to step out, step back, come again in 2028. 
I don't think Kennedy has a chance. Kennedy talks a good game and I like him. I actually know Bobby Kennedy well and we talk, we've been on stage together. But he, he can't win. He can't. And uh, the truth of the matter, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, um, the countries that are crossroads right now an inflection point and he needs the best political leader possible. And I think um, with all things considered, that would have to be President Trump. Look, let me end this segment by reminding you, you're talking to, uh, listen to Alexander, Liberty Hour, Paul Alexander, Dr. Paul Alexander. Um, you can find me at Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Don't forget my book, um, Presidential Takedown. That's Presidential Takedown how Fauci and Burks and the rest of them worked against Trump and functioned to settle him. And, uh, you know, um, I would like the opportunity to, um, to uh, thank President Trump for all of he has done. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has. Creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Hey, welcome back to the third segment of uh, <clears throat> Liberty Hour, Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour, and um, hosted by... Uh, America Out Loud, Malcolm. America Out Loud Talk Radio. And um, one thing I want to give praise to Malcolm and America Out Loud for making this happen. To a lot of scientists and researchers such, such as myself who are cancelled and um, we're fighting the world culture. And our game is to bring you as much information as possible for your informed decision-making um, before beginning, I want to thank you for listening to the first two segments and remind you about my substack, my blog. It's Alexander COVID News. That is A L E X A N D E R COVID News. Then you could uh, sign up for free. 
there's a small fee of $29 a year if you wish to subscribe. If you do, it helps me financially, and I appreciate that. Um, I also have, if you want to support me financially, you can use Zelle, that's Z-E-L-L-E, and the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. I plead with you guys that Malcolm, America Out Loud, uh, makes it possible for us to, I think principally, that platform should be supported first. And I urge you to, to support America Out Loud. You know, you'll be helping people like McCullough, Rich, myself, Bregans, etc. continue our work to inform you. Uh, right now, we're dealing with a lot of issues globally. And uh, as you know, based on the, the issues that I discussed in the first two segments, I want to touch on some other issues this morning again. Um, this issue, we're beginning to see a very troubling circumstance of... Uh, Suicides. Suicides that are happening among persons who've taken the DNA, um, principally the RNA technology, um, Pfizer, Moderna, uh, based gene injection platform. What we are finding in some countries now is uh, it's not just the adverse effects and the death directly related to the vaccine, but what is happening is people who are generally more high-functioning persons in the society. They're, they're struggling. They're struggling to cope with their ill effects, the harms of the shot. And some of them are committing suicide. They're taking their lives. And so far, we've seen high-functioning people. Like there's a swimmer in Italy recently I wrote about in my uh, substack in my blog who are uh, documented the challenges that he faced after the Pfizer Moderna shot. And uh, he just spiraled down. There's a recent case in Trinidad and Tobago, the Caribbean. I'm going to about again. I think this young lady to work in the healthcare, health services industry, she took the Pfizer and um, it was downhill from there. And uh, very recently, a few days ago, she committed suicide. And it's something that um, is very tragic that they would give up and lose all hope. So it's something we have to think about societally. We can't pretend, you know, we lost, yes, in this uh, fraud pandemic, because it was never a pandemic, the infection fatality rate of 0.05, a person 70 years and below, that's almost zero. Your chance of survival, your risk of survival was 99.999%. And you need to keep that in perspective. The average life expectancy in Western nations like Canada or the United States is about 78, 79. A few more years for women. So women are around 79, 80. Men about 76. But if the average age of COVID killed was around 83, median, median or average, whichever one, 82 to 83, median or average, with two to three underlying medical conditions. It means that COVID took lives and cut lives short, but beyond life expectancy. It didn't cut lives before life expectancy was reached. So in other words, people who died were generally, they had already lived longer than was expected. So COVID then putting it into perspective for you was not lethal. 
a lethal pathogen like a Nipah, virus of valley fever, a viral hemorrhagic fever, Ebola. Um, these types of conditions, Yersinia pestis, plague, tularemia, Q fever. These uh, pathogens have ranging from 50, 60, 80, 90% mortality. Mortality from COVID was 0.05% in persons 75 or so and lower. That's basically everyone. And to put it more into perspective for you is, we've looked at the data carefully in the United States, in the UK, in Sweden, in Germany. And we can say safely, and I can say clearly for you here, and I would challenge anyone listening to go and find anyone at CDC or SAGE in, in the UK or public health agency in Canada, FDA, NIH, anyone, Fauci, any person, any scientist or doctor, challenge me. We found not one case, not one instance, zero. I say it again, Z-E-R-O, zero instances where a healthy child, healthy, got infected and was exposed and infected to COVID and died. We can find across three years and two months of this fraud pandemic, not one healthy child got exposed to COVID and died. And you need to put that into perspective. And even when we look at the data from zero to 19 years old, we find in America that the risk of death was zero. Zero. 0.0003%. That's statistical zero. So you need to keep that into perspective. So, you know, we could talk about what was the aim, dark, malevolent people. We're still trying to understand what really happened here because we know it was a fraud. We know everything was a lie and we know every COVID policy was a failure. But they really screwed this world up well. They destroyed the fabric of society all of the social norms, the social mores, you know, like the predictable rituals of life, of living. They just severed it. And society, the world, I don't care which country you go to, you'll be pretending and living in la-la land. It's not the same anymore. It's not. They did something catastrophic. Very, very catastrophic. And uh, they harmed us. So Daniel Horowitz on the blaze wrote about the debt deal and he said that basically Speaker McCarthy sold us out. Yes, I agree with Daniel. I wrote in this blog, in my substack, Alexander COVID News, many times in the last two to three. So this was a show. It's like the gong show. It's a game. Democrats and Republicans are one party. One, it's a uniparty. And they're crooks and frauds. They're thieves. They're high crime bandits. All we do at elections every two years for the House is we rearrange and exchange bandits. We give them different positions, but they're all thieves, sucking on the taxpayer purse. If you dig deep into that budget deal, in the debt ceiling deal, you would find money. People made money. People got kickbacks. You need to figure out who's the bad man, who's holding it. Money. You know, I, I wrote a Substack um, a blog recently, and my question was simple. Were the mRNA technology based 
COVID gene injections device manufactured really to kill us using the mRNA technology, the lipid nanoparticle delivery system. The whole complex is deadly. Was it designed to actually kill us? Like a binary weapon with two stages, like a, like a rocket with first, second, third stages after blast off. Well, we're trying to make the argument that this COVID gene injection is a binary weapon, two stages, and the first stage has already been deployed. And that's the vaccine you have in your arm, in your body now. The second stage is coming and we don't know what that is. In other words, could it be that you took something into you that's a poison pill, it's like a Trojan horse, that at some point something is going to be released in the environment? They're going to flip a switch and turn it on and kill you. You cannot tell me that I'm wrong. We have right now Kevin McCoonan, prescient research on our DNA plasmids. DNA plasmids is a plasmid is circular DNA. Um, and uh, what, 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 what we're really talking about is bacterial cells um, use the circular DNA to produce messenger RNA. So the question is, we've now found about 35% contamination in the vaccine content of circular plasmid DNA. Is this why you produce spike 24 seven? Because with circular DNA, you're talking about uh, that DNA can translate to messenger RNA, which could not translate, transcribe to messenger RNA, which could then translate to spike protein. Maybe this could explain the turbo cancers. Why people are getting diagnosed on a Monday with cancer? and then they're dying on Wednesday, which is something we've never seen before. You know, we have research that shows us that, that, um, that the vaccine, the spike protein itself, interferes with the P53 protein genome, which is a tumor, tumor suppressing genome, tumor suppressing protein. The P53 is really the guardian of your genome. It protects the genetic the stability of the genome. It's like an overlord. And we're finding that the P53 is suppressed. Also, the toll-like receptors 7 and 8. These also play a critical role in staving off cancer, viruses, etc. So something is wrong with this vaccine because it subverts the immune system. It undercuts the innate immune system and it dysregulates the acquired adaptive immune system. So you have really taken a vaccine that is catastrophic to your immune system. We learn all about reverse transcription. In other words, but then this DNA plasmid situation, the bacterial DNA plasmid, circular DNA, it probably then makes the idea of reverse transcription moot. Who cares about that now? Because, because we were seen by Alden et al. that the RNA was being reverse transcribed back to DNA in the uh, nucleus using some liver cells, cell line, liver cell line, but in humans. So it was a catastrophic finding. But if now this DNA is actually being produced, the bacteria 
the, the circular plasmid DNA in, in bacteria, it can actually generate messenger RNA 24-7. If you generate a messenger RNA from DNA, you talk about producing spike 24-7. That is a very dangerous situation because that was never studied. The safety of that was never even studied. We need to verify if that is true. Um, a very important issue study that I was thinking about is, um, is one where an Aberdeen pilot uh, uh, suffered due to, um, due to va the vaccine. And the question becomes, you know, we are seeing a bunch of pilots right now. We have 10 to 12 verified incapacitations, either just before the a plane loaded, commercial plane with two, three hundred passengers, just before it takes off or just after it lands. And we have two, I believe it's three bona fide cleared deaths from the shot. The people who have taken the shot, pilots, and we, we are arguing it has to be silent myocarditis that, that they have taken the shot and, and um, under stress and duress of the cockpit, it's a stressful job. That adrenaline. Surge on a myocardial damaged heart causes um, arrhythmias and cardiac arrest. We can't discount that. You know, we have the issues about, uh, we have a recent report, you know, of uh, swimmers, 10, 12 swimmers, swimmers, high level functioning swimmers just dying. So, you know, we can talk on and on and on because there's never um, there's never an hour or a day that goes by that something new doesn't um, doesn't emerge. You know that that Aberdeen bound flight is a really serious issue because that medical emergency was over the North Sea. I want to go back to it again just to remind you. And the pilots issued an emergency squawk to the ground control. All we are saying to the FAA, to the NTSB, to the airline industry, to the government, to pilots themselves, you take your own safety into hand. We are saying that, look, we know that the vaccine can cause myocarditis and pericarditis and silently. We know that it's happening ubiquitously across the world, in all nations, in all age groups, to be honest. Then because a pilot is in a unique position, a pilot is not like he's driving a car. A, a pilot never finds himself or herself in a plane that has nobody in the plane with them. I could drive a car. I will do it in about 10 minutes. That will have nobody in it but me. I go to the pharmacy, whatever I have to do, come back. When a pilot goes into a plane, they have passengers in the plane. So a pilot has a very different job. A pilot's health must be paramount than even somebody who drives a car because you can be on your own. Plus, if you do get in an accident, chances are you're only killing yourself or the person in the opposing car. But if a pilot goes, 
goes down, he takes three, 400 people with him. So we are saying that governments must insist that the airline industry exclude and rule out myocarditis before a pilot gets back into the cockpit. We use the D-dimer test, the high troponin sensitive high sensitivity troponin test that will tell that will tell you via enzymes if the heart if the heart is damaged you know the D-dimer will tell you if there's clots uh, the chest EKG with uh, the chest MRI with gadolinum the uh, EKG etc all of these things it, it behooves me that they will not be th thinking about this to make sure pilots are completely healthy so planes don't drop. Look, let me end by saying, find my uh, talk show host um, podcast following day, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Please, my book, Presidential Takedown. Please consider it. Thank you very much. It's at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. How Fauci supported Trump. Thank you.